There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. everyone and welcome to episode 74 of sci-fi talk of the fangirl zone a podcast where we discuss the shows on the sci-fi channel i'm sean fangirl s and i'm steve and tonight we'll be discussing the season finale episode 13 of season two of the expanse oh my god they made us wait so long to find out about season three yes and then daniel abramson keeps like going i have the season three script i'm looking at (laughs) oh you suck (laughs) <laughs> because he was just so trolling the fandom, tweeting stuff out about, hey, you know what's going to happen in season three? I'm not going to tell you. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome because this one, I had a real hard time tweeting. Yes. Because I'm watching them like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to tweet some. So I'm like yeah. trying to hurry up and do stuff in between because it was really pretty riveting. Yes, it was. So before we jump in, go ahead and give the ratings to All right. This episode. Had a 0.18 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.581 million viewers, which brought it up to the 64th rated cable show of the night. Episode 10, Cascade, the live plus seven days are in. It tied for 12th in an adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.4 for an increase of 100%. And it tied for ninth in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.573 to 1.250 million viewers for an increase of 118%. Wow. So I think a lot of people are coming on board with The Expanse. Yes. They may be late, but they're coming on board. Yes, they are. So better late than never. They'll be there for a season three. Yes, they will. All right. Let's talk about episode 13, Caliban's War. Now, before we give you the little wrap-up that we get from Sci-Fi, let me tell you, they always give us just a teeny bit more here than they do for the magicians. I don't know why. Well, that's because this recap came from Wikipedia. Oh, that explains a lot. They actually got this up and posted in time for us to use it. They hadn't in the previous 12 episodes <laughs> were not up before we recorded. But this week, they got it up before we recorded. Yeah, sci-fi usually gives us like a sentence or two, but it's right. still like the and tiniest bit more than magicians. Right. But this one is really long. So let's let's give you the recap given to us by, according to Steve, Wikipedia. The protomolecule monster is discovered in the cargo bay of the Rossinati. And in, in its attack, it throws a crate at Holden, crushing his leg and pinning him to the wall. It begins tearing towards the ship's reactor core for the radiation. Amos says the only way to get rid of it is to take the extra air on the ship into a pressurized blast and force the monster out into space. But will it kill Holden? Prax sees the monster as a biological creature craving nutrients of the radiation and realizes the nuclear core on the ship's missile could lure it out. 
Naomi and Prax expose a core. Prax throws it at the last second, causing the monster to jump after it and be incinerated by Alex. Kotar is wounded in a shootout with Mao's men, but Bobby manages to sneak away and get her power armor to save the day. The UN science team descends onto Venus for a closer look at the protomolecule structure. The ship is stopped in midair and disassembled all around them. The fate of the crew is left unknown. Naomi confesses to Holden that she never destroyed the protomolecule sample. This is very upsetting to me right now. Hold on. <laughs> oh, okay, she told him. <laughs> With Earth and Mars already fighting over it, the belt needs it too. So she gave it to... Dun dun dun... Fred Johnson. Elsewhere, May is shown to be alive and kept in stasis with several other children by Dr. Strickland. So, I was very distraught with some of this, and a little bit happy that May is not one of the protomolecule monsters. Right, that was definitely good news. Yes, but I was kind of ticked off about Fred Johnson. But on the good news, we're going to get... um. Chad Coleman back now for next season. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we didn't know what was going to happen. But And interesting that she was wanting to give it to the belt, and instead of giving it to Dawes, she gave it to Johnson. And I think that's because seeing what Dawes did and possibly talking to, oh, what's her name? Uh, Johnson's second-in-command. Right. That she found a little bit more about Dawes than found out more than she wanted to know in regards to how his temperament is and what's going to possibly happen. So that's why I think Fred Johnson was the only choice with that, but it still upsets me. Right. I don't know. I think Fred Johnson probably is more even keel. Absolutely. But you don't know what's going to happen just in general with this whole thing. Right. We had Mars creating weapons in the form of monsters that were children. You had Earth which was Mao overall, just experimenting on people altogether. And, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. And, and now, I mean, what's the belt going to do? It, oh, I don't know. And this is why I couldn't tweet too much. <laughs> Although it was so heartbreaking to me when Naomi did finally have to tell Holden. Right. Which... I mean, we'll get to it, because I, I swear to God, I thought he was going to start crying. And I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> but I do want to say, when we were doing the live tweet, we find out that Stephen Strait and, oh my God, I'm forgetting Prax's real name, they were at a live viewing in Brooklyn of the finale with a group of people. So I thought that was really cool. They were just sitting there having beers. It was like a, a bar. Right. So I think it was like it a was big Terry party. Jen. Thank you. So I thought that was pretty cool that they were out doing that. Right. It's like, who knows how, you know, that might pop up other things. Yeah. It was a, I think they were running the, was it the Tumblr? The sci-fi Tumblr, perhaps doing it. I just think that was cool. And you never know. So always, if you're a fan, make sure you're watching and following these other, other ones that have like official status with the, with the shows, because you never know. They might have some kind of viewing party and the stars might show up. Right. So it's pretty cool. But, all right, craziness abounds. Take us away, Steve. Where shall we start other than my babble? All right. Well, I guess we might as well start with the Rossi and what was going on there. Oh, poor Alex. Alex is just, like, being ignored, basically, this episode. Well, not really. I mean, we have our 
our initial uh, reuniting of uh, Naomi with the crew. Which was yay. Right, because Holden actually admits that he almost screwed up and is not going to be that person anymore. And we go, like Naomi said, Jim, it's good to have you back. Yeah, because he got really super focused. Yeah. So. Hyper obsessed. Yes. So we'll see what happens because I don't know. But Alex has, I'm sorry, not Alex. Yeah. Alex is trying to talk to them all. And, you know, when they find out that this protomolecule monster is on there, he's trying to think of every way possible to save the ship. And, of course, by saving the ship, he's saving the, you know, the crew. But Holden and Amos are like, all right, let's go shoot it. Okay, obviously this thing survived taking off from the planet, being out in deep space, and this giant hole in the ship in in the place that it is. So a lot of stuff is not going to affect it. Yeah. So I don't know how well your guns are going to (laughs) work. And we found out not very well at all. No, not very well. So all of the containers have like maglocks like the boots have. To keep right. it in place. And apparently, when the thing got ticked off and threw it at Holden and, well, broke his leg, it just mag-locked to the wall. So it's he's like, stuck. I'm like, there's got to be a way to get that done. Well, Amos was trying, but it wasn't working. So Amos was, like, really level-headed this episode, which, like I said before, it's kind of weird with him being so serious. But he's like, no, listen, we have to do this in this time because... His legs broke, the, sh- the suit can only do so much, and then the potassium's going to go up and it's going to kill him. And it's like, wait, how do you know so much about science and death? Right. <laughs> it kind of worried me. It's like, what did you do exactly before? Right. Yeah, Prax had every reason to say that. <laughs> hmm You know, and Prax, who I'm feeling like he's becoming more and more part of the crew, which makes me wonder if he's actually going to be around next season or if he's going to just be there for a little bit and then get off, you know, because he... No, I think he's a major player in the rest of the story. Oh, good. I really do. Yeah, I think we're we're getting Terry Chin for a couple of seasons. Good, good. I hope so, because I really liked him. And he's right. basically become the doctor, even though in Amos's words, he's like, is that right? That doesn't feel like that's the right stuff you're using. And he's like, uh, yeah. no, I don't know. I'm a botanist. Yeah. He's like, you're not a plant. I love that. But <laughs> again, it was kind of useful because it, it was a different way to figure out the problem this episode. To try right. to get the monster off the ship. Yeah, because Amos's plan would have killed Holden. Mm-hmm. And this was the only, you know, at first they come up with the idea that, you know, after it starts ripping the ship apart, trying to get to the radiation. They figure they can just blow it out and hopefully, hopefully that'll work. And it's Prax who actually comes up with the idea of taking one of the nuclear weapons and using the core as a, um, to draw it out. And I thought that was a good idea until <laughs> we come to the moment where that's happening. Right. Because Cause you don't know if Prax is going to think that thing is his daughter or not. And that's pretty much. What they were going for. I mean, they had. Oh, him. absolutely. Because you absolutely. had the suspense, and I'm, I, and this is where I was tweeting, and I'm like, okay, 
Okay, you have the thing. You draw. You've drawn it out. You've drawn the monster out. It's outside the ship. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. <laughs> yeah, just like Naomi was. <laughs> and Naomi, I don't know if he had really heard Naomi or if it finally just clicked that he's like, oh crap, I gotta get rid of this thing because she's like, that's not your daughter. It's not May. Right. So, do you think it was Naomi's words coming through to him, or he just realized, looking at it up close, this monster, there's, there is no humanity left? I think that was probably more than, more it than Naomi's words was he needed to see for himself, and he saw nothing of May in that thing, so then he threw it. Now, did you think that could have been May that whole time? There was a, pos- a possibility that it was. I know I was a little stressed out. I mean, obviously I was stressed that Prax was not throwing the freaking, you know, nuclear bomb. Right. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to blow up the whole freaking Rossi. And then we have no show. But right. I was just sitting there going, okay, what are you doing? Is he going to sacrifice himself? Like, I thought he was going to, like, release his boots and float away, something. And there was, like, all these possibilities going through my head. And I was like, I don't know how I feel because. This thing could kill the crew. Is Prax going to, you know, die himself? And I was just like, so many feels. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that ultimately Prax figuring out, okay, there's a different way to get this thing off the ship. So we don't have Holden killed. And he doesn't sacrifice himself either. Because ultimately he does throw it last minute. The thing jumps after it and grabs it. And all I can think of is like, my precious. Right. He's like holding it like, yeah. Well, he couldn't get it first. And then then the monster grabs it. And he's almost like petting it like, yes, this is mine. Right. And then all of a sudden, I thought they were just going to take off. But Alex is like, oh, no, we're just kicking on the main thrusters to burn this bitch up. Right. (laughs) And it disintegrates. Now, why the heck didn't like that core blow? Exactly. I didn't understand that. No, that was a little bit of an oops. Okay. Yeah, because they were pretty close to it. Yes. But the thing burned up. Now, I'm assuming because we did see them destroy a half-changed kid that the fire will completely destroy this thing. But are we, I mean, is there always that little shadow of a doubt? Well, I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. I think if it is melded with a child like this, then yes, the fire will take care of a, a, you know, a strong enough flame should do it. Okay. And, I mean, a regular flamethrower is not enough flame. Okay. Now, what we saw from Julie and Miller, I don't think flame's going to have anything to do with that. I know. That's so weird what's happening there. Yeah. So why don't you take us to Venus? All right. Well, the... Scientist and the, um, the ship mole. captain decide that it's time to uh, get a little closer. That was an interesting little bromance happening, too, by the way. It sure was. It was for them to be such uh, enemies two episodes ago, that, and now that they're actually on the verge of making this huge discovery, it's they've kind of become best buds, is interesting to say the least. So they start heading down the Mars ship goes blowing past them. Right, because apparently they think they're going to reach it first and get whatever discovery. Right. And before they get down, the Martian ship disappears. Which should have been like, a, uh, maybe we should go back up. 
kind of bullet. red flag. Yeah, warning, warning, <laughs> reverse, reverse. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome special effect though that happened in this moment. Oh, absolutely, because the ship just completely stops and it's dead still. Yes, and they kind of look at you. Did we crash? No. And then all of a sudden, the whole ship just comes apart, like all its components. Right. All the way down to the component level. Which just kind of crazy. explodes yes. without a blast. Right. Without disintegrating or anything. <laughs> right. Because they're just floating there like, uh, what is going on? Because wasn't there even like a coffee cup yes. floating? Like, it was just weird. Like, every piece was separated. Right. So it didn't, like, blow up. It was just like, oh, okay, this particular screen had four screws holding it together or holding it in while those screws are out, the screen is out, the whole bulkhead is separated. It was such an awesome special effect. Yes, it was. And you just see them both just kind of floating there, looking at each other like, Uh, wow, what the? (laughs) Right, like, what is going on? So is it going to suddenly put them back together? Is it going to absorb them? But all of a sudden, too, you see all the little, like, firefly protomolecules happening. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Right. Yeah, we won't see them again. No. <laughs> At least not normal. Right. We might see them. Yes. Because we're still holding out hope that we're going to see Miller. Yes, and Julie. So. Because uh, Florence is still on the credits. <laughs> yes. Which, thank you, Florence Favor, for tweeting back with us every so often. Yeah. <laughs> she does not do it live, and I think it's because, you know, her character isn't necessarily on all the time, but she does answer questions. It might be a couple episodes later, because I had asked her, you know, how hard was it to not say anything, but still express everything with your face this, ep- you know, this right. season? And she's like, it's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously, we're so used to saying stuff, and even if it's one word to get across what's in your head, so... It's going to be even weirder with her. Well, I said that weird too. Weirder with her being like Frodo Julie. <laughs> because <laughs> That's good enough. She, yeah, because she was like almost ghost like last time we seen right. her. Yes. So it's going to be weird. She was blue. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> am th- going to assume we are going to see what's happening down there next season. And that means their special effects budget really has to go up. Right. Because it's going to be nuts trying to see what is on Venus and what is happening. Because the little bit that we've seen, it's like, what is happening? Like, you had mentioned maybe they are going to become... Suddenly, the molecule is going to do what was needed in the moment, which is make it, like, almost terraform to be able to grow everything that's needed. Right. But I don't think that's what's happening, but I don't know. Well, as the ship was going down, they do notice that the crater is moving. Right, because... You know, we noticed when the asteroid moved, that worked out so well. Right. So, who knows? It sensed that the ships were coming closer and was getting out of the way, even though it knew it could keep them from getting to them anyway. Mm -hmm. But they may not want all that uh, debris to fall on them. So they moved the crater out of the way, left them a nice little landing spot to uh, fall into. Oh my gosh, I am seriously hoping beyond hope that we have a lot happening on Venus next season. Yes. Because these little teasers are, it's like, okay, 
This isn't even an appetizer. This is like, here, you get one half of one bite. Of an onion ring. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap, what's going on? So let's go to Mao's ship. Mao's and it got ugly like we thought real quick. Yeah. Mao is such a jerk. We have Avaslara, Bobby, and Kotar just pinned down. And Kotar shot. And I love it because they're like, all right, there's got to be a way. We got to find a way out. How are we get out of this room with one exit? Right. Like Bobby's smart enough to, they have no comms, but they still have like, you know, computer interface, which she's like right. private. And then asked for, was it all the uh, service locations, basically? And right. she's like, all right, I can get through the service tunnel. And she's like, we can do this. We can get out of here. Which I think had Kotar not been shot, they probably could have done it together. But at the same time, it would have let those people who were shooting at them know right away no, they weren't in there. Right. So probably not the best of ideas. No. Uh, so Bobby it worked out very way, well. Yeah. And uh, I got to say, Bobby's pretty badass, even without her power armor. Right. Because she's just kicking butt and taking names. I love it. The, the guy's like, what was it, two of them had come up on her, and, and she tries right. to fight, and she grabs the one gun, and the guy laughs at her because the gun didn't work. So she just, like, totally kicked the crap out of him. Right. So I'm like, yeah, that's what you get. And then finally, you know, she gets to the ship where they had come in. And I love it. The guy standing there is like, if I hit the, if I let go of this button, it's going to be sealed forever. You're screwed. Ha ha ha. And then she's just looking at him and like he's talking it all out himself. Right. Like, well, why, why haven't you hit me? Why haven't you hurt me? Oh, hmm. What's going on? <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, really? You want to do this? They left you here and you're not a soldier. <laughs> no, I'm an engineer. Right. He just looked, like, really confused. But, I mean, he talks it out like, okay, he's not dead. He's not be having the crap beat out of him. Uh, Maybe you really don't need to get in here. Or maybe I don't need to be doing this. They lied to me. But I love it. He's like, can you just kind of beat me up a little bit and shove me in one of the, the lockers? lockers. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the look on her face. Like, All right. <laughs> Whatever gets you down, man. <laughs> I thought that was just so strange of a request. But I guess that way they wouldn't think that he just let her in. Right. She could have just, like, one-punched him and knocked him out. Oh, yeah. We don't know because we don't see the poor guy again. No. But we do see Bobby. But before we see Bobby, let's let's take a few minutes to talk about Kotar and Avasalara. Right. Okay. I was freaking out. I don't know about you because they start saying, just give us the undersecretary and you can go. Right. And, you know, he's like, well, what are what do you give me? What can I do with this? And I seriously thought, oh, my God, is he going to betray her? Right. Especially when, you know, he's like thinking about the deal. And it seems like seriously thinking about the deal. And she mentions her son. Right. And when he's all like, I don't owe you anything. I owed him and I failed him. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like right there. I'm just sitting there going, he's going to be like, all right, you can have her. Hey, I need a bandage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what were you thinking in that moment? Yeah, as it built up, you figured, no, he's not going to do that because he knows Bobby's on her way to get her power armor suit. But like you said, when it got to that point where he's kind of looking up, laying there and looking up and really thinking about it, and Arvisalara says, coming out, I'm coming out, I'm unarmed. 
and he grabs her and pulls her back. It, it isn't until he grabs her and pulls her back down that, you know, okay, he's still there to protect her. I really had my doubts, though. Oh, it, it, there was a few seconds of it, that's for sure. I think I had let out a, a small sigh of relief that he was still, like, showing that he was protecting her. Right. Until all of a sudden, Mao comes across the radio. Uh, get rid of him. Right. And then the guy's like, oh, sorry, you know, no hard feelings. It's like, Please. yeah. what? You're putting a <laughs> gun to my face and it's like, no hard feelings? I'm going to haunt your ass, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming after you in my afterlife. It, you will wish you were dead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but then next thing you know, here comes, you know, our little RoboCop. And she just beats crap out, all, out of everybody in her armor. Right. Yay, she saved the day. Well, we, we are assuming so, because we don't see anything really after. No. So I'm assuming Kotar lives, that they get off the ship, and they're going to kick the crap out of both Aaron Wright and Mao. Right. These are my hopes, at least, for the next season. Yes, yes. And the, our guess, we kind of figured that's going to happen. With the Rossi, are they going... I don't think they can go back to the station, Johnson Station, because they kind of, Holden and him kind of left on sour terms. He said, don't come back. Yeah, but with Naomi giving him the protomolecule. Yeah, that's got to say something. Right. You know, it, it's, re- you know, can they go back to Earth? Can they go to Mars? Who the hell knows where they can go at this point? And can the Rossi make it down through the Venetian atmosphere? Oh, interesting. Didn't think about that. You have, I mean, Alex and Holden had a little hard heart. He's like, you know, as as Holden is semi being repaired, and he's like, <laughs> that would have killed me, right? And he's like, yeah, okay. I mean, Amos, I'm still, I don't think that he had whatever procedure done, but it almost feels like it. Right. So I still want to know what's going on with Amos, because I felt like he had more, I don't know, emotion season one. Oh, absolutely. So I'm kind of nervous about what might be said. Yeah, one of the reviews I read called him the stealth MVP of the season. <laughs> yeah, it, he was great. Yes, he was. Now, like we said in the recap, Holden and Naomi, you know, through the whole episode, we're, we're talking, especially when Holden was pinned. And he's like, listen, you know, I regret dragging you guys all through this, but I don't regret you. And Naomi's like, shut up. You're not dying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you die. And... As soon as she starts tearing up, I'm like, no, oh, I'm going to lose it. That's where I'm like, damn you, writer's room. You're playing on my emotions right now. Yes. And then when they, you know, they're finally back together and it's like, okay, great. Holden's going to live. His leg is in a knot cast. I don't know. What that is. Right. And then she. But all the guys make sure they slap it. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that had to hurt. I was like, oh, he's just going oh, yeah. to smack them all. Yeah. <laughs> But they have that heart to heart, and she tells him, and I thought he was going to cry. It looked like he was about to break down and cry. Yeah, I think so. Because he goes, Naomi, what have you done? And then they like have that long pullback. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> why? why are you guys doing this to me? Why are you doing this to my emotions? So it wasn't quite the cliffhanger that we had in Magicians, but it was pretty damn close. Well, yeah, because the biggest thing at this point, in my opinion, is Fred Johnson with the protomolecule. And finding Sullivan, Strickland, and May. Yes. 
because that's showing where, that was crazy. Where are right. they? Right. Yeah. Where are they? And why is he putting them all in stasis? It's like, what is this? A little freezer unit? What are you doing? Yes. Yeah, just putting all these kids in. They pull back from that, and you see it's a really large amount of, like, these stasis pods. Right. Like, great. I can't deal with this. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have a whole army of the um, proto-monsters. Maybe not. Maybe somehow the kids rise up and save themselves. But I guess we'll find out. Right. Holy cow, Steve. This was an insane season. Yes, it was. Just absolutely fantastic. Yes. So kudos, sci-fi writers. You guys are awesome. Yes. Okay, now that I can breathe a little (laughs) bit, uh, let me let all of you guys know, if you're a fan of Winona Earp, which will be coming back soon, Steve and I, of course, do that show, and that's part of Sci-Fi Talk, which I'm sure you know that by now. But if you're an Earper, I had the chance to go to a panel with the showrunner, the comic director, or comic creator, and the men, minus Michael Eklund, the men of Winona Earp. And I got a signature from everybody on a Winona Earp poster that we will be doing a giveaway for, and it will be mailed out then before the actual season starts. So look for that on fangirlzone.com. We will have it up. There's... Usually, I think, links to the Facebook page to show you that it is active. So I'm super excited about that. And we have the panel that's going to be going up soon. And, of course, there's always more cons that you might see everybody at. So keep an eye out because you never know when you're going to see a member of the Fangirl Zone or a member from any of these magnificent shows that are out right now. That's right. Craziness abounds. Now, Steve and I will be talking. Our next show is actually going to be 12 Monkeys. They are, in case you did not know. Basically dropping it over a weekend, much like Netflix does, instead of one day, we get three days of them dropping the entire season. Exactly. Steve and I are going to be very busy and very tired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you'll tune in for that. But if there's something else out there that you want us to talk about, make sure you shoot us an email at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Steve and I are always looking for guests to come on and talk about the shows with us. So if you're a huge fan of one of these shows and want to join us for next season, make sure you let us know. Because we love to have guests on. So shoot us that email. Go on Twitter at FGZ Podcast. Steve and I, of course, have our personal Twitters on our contact page on www.fangirlzone.com. So you can always shoot us a message. Shoot us an email. Check out the the Facebook page. Watch for all the pictures from all the cons from all over the place. (laughs) And if and when there's a break and we're not doing anything on Sci-Fi Talk or one of the other shows, make sure you go to the web page and check out the podcast page because Steve and I are on shows on hollow nine and uh, the pod doctors, which has just started back up too. Right, Doctor Who's Doctor back. Who. Yay. So don't forget to rate and review us as well on every platform that you find us. Good ratings always help other fans of the show. And you know, we'd like to hear our feedback from you guys and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. So after all of that, for this episode of sci-fi talk, I'm Sean Tangalas. And I'm Steve. Is there a plan B? Yeah, make sure plan A works. Until next time.